Hi, this is Luigi Sutil. I play Sean Archer uh, on Chicago Med, and you're listening to Ben and Family Chats. Welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. And I'm Jeanette. And it has been a month since I have been on an FFC podcast, which is just unnerving in so many ways because I'm usually on two to three FFC ones a week. So that was, got a little break in front of the camera. But tonight we are doing things a little backwards and we're going to keep doing this for the rest of the season, which is what only four more episodes, three more episodes. So not a big deal, but we're starting with PD tonight and we will start with PD for all the rest of the Chicago podcast for the rest of their current seasons. And we are getting what we asked for this week with a heavy Kevin storyline. We've been talking about how we want the others to come in. I wish that Torres wasn't absent so frequently. What else? What He's got to be working on another project. Well, I was actually curious. I'm like, both, not just Benjamin, but Patty too. I feel like they are both just so infrequent in like the episodes that I'm like, do they have something else going on? And they're never in an episode together, it feels like, other mm-hmm. than like one time. I'm like, we can have Torres and like Ruzek. It would yeah. be fine with me. We don't need to like have one or the other. Like I want them all there. <laughs> But what he was like helping, he was some sort of trial. Is that what they said? I don't know. There was something Hank explained yeah. it real briefly. But I appreciate that they do that though, where they slip that in. Yeah. So we're not like, um, where are they? No. <laughs> they but, built him up so much that we love him. And then he's just gone. I know, I know. But it was a lot of Kevin. So you can't complain when you got a lot no. of Kevin. Nope. So. Not at all. Um, You know, we're, I don't know how Kevin's dad. Okay. That made me sad. It did. <sighs> I totally like I get where Kevin's coming from Mm -hmm. on this like keeping his dad at arm's length and because I have to admit like I didn't know what to think about his dad I still don't fully know what to think about him um but I mean he won't even he's not letting him he didn't want to let him help with like stuff throughout the building and and, you know he's just sort of like hard no on any of this um I guess he's just skeptical which I get you know I, I get that he's not able to trust him why would he you know, I mean, he's never been able to trust him in his life, so I get it. Um, it just, it just sucks because you know that his dad is trying, and when we found out the reason his dad went to jail, I fully trusted him. I don't remember. Did he tell Kevin what what actually happened there, or does Kevin, or does just the audience know? I thought Kevin knew. That's what I thought too. But Kevin's being but, awfully closed off and hard to him, knowing well, that that's the reason he went to jail. But I think it's still just the matter of. This man's been absent, absent basically his whole life, and so that's hard to like. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to that's kind true. of put your trust back out there and and be able to do that. I get it. I mean, he came around at the end, you know, after we found out that like you know Lou is is doing sort of what he couldn't do for Kevin, which oh, I do appreciate sad. that he's trying to make that up in those ways, um, hmm. helping these kids. Because I had to admit, I this whole episode, I didn't trust him. I was like, mm. no. What's what are you doing with, with them what are you doing with these kids have you gotten them in trouble like i didn't trust it at all so i'm glad that it didn't turn out that way mm-hmm. because i thought for sure we were gonna have like realize that lou was not trustworthy but he yeah. is you know so and now that kevin understands that you know he threw him a little little bone here like you know mm-hmm. can you help with this radiator you know because yeah i don't know anything about it and so that's a nice start so hopefully that's something yeah. we see continue and that their relationship can you know kind of build from there and i think part of the problem too is that lou was not telling kevin like kevin had no idea he was hanging out with kids in the building and in the neighborhood no idea like so 
the fact that Lou is telling Kevin things, especially why he's helping these kids, I think that went a long way. Those are things Kevin needs to hear. It's not just like, oh, that's information that maybe you might find interesting. No, no he needs to hear those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, had he known that, he would have understood why Lou was in the basement with Malik. And he would have, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have put suspicion on him right away when we find Malik down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think for me, the timing was off because when Kevin came to the building, Lou was leaving. Mm-hmm. I thought. Right. Yeah. But maybe he, but maybe he was just hanging outside with the kids and Kevin assumed that he was leaving. Yeah. So when he was in the basement with Malik, I was like, uh oh, what did he do? It definitely, they were definitely trying to paint a picture for the audience to not trust Lou as well. I think they were trying to make us like, not sure because I was like, up until I think the last scene, I was like, "Mm, I don't know about him. No, I think he's up to something. Like you couldn't have convinced me otherwise at that point. I was equal. I was Kevin this episode. I was equal part skeptical and believing for the best. Yeah. Because I think Kevin really struggled with that the whole episode. I think he was both of those things the entire episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Malik, oh my gosh, that kid was so young. Was he 12, did they say? Yeah. Shot in the chest. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. And they did find out that Lou is helping. That's how we find out because the neighbor woman upstairs sees a kid fleeing and then says in the most cryptic way possible, your dad knows these boys. Like One of the boys your dad knows. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> you, what do you mean? Can you how maybe he say them? he plays soccer with them or he like... what? Tell yeah. him what's happening there because yeah. the way you said it just sounds like he's running a 12-year-old sized drug ring out of his yeah. apartment. <laughs> yes, it was very cryptic. <laughs> I didn't like it. But that's when, and I, I love how hard Lou fought for Oscar too. And he's like, no, Oscar did not do this. He did not. You have to find the other reason. And when they find him, the heroin and gun under his bed, even the look on his uh, Oscar's sister's face was completely horrified. No, it's not him. He doesn't do this. This isn't him. And it was so sad to watch oscar take all of the credit and all of the blame for everything so stone-faced so i mean obviously no one believed him as they shouldn't because he's a 12 year old boy who clearly doesn't have access to that kind of heroin and a gun but the way he says it is so sure of himself that this is what i have to do Mm -hmm. And, you know, something I didn't like, like, after that interrogation is the way that Lou kind of came at Kevin with all of this. And when even when he was downstairs, first of all, what was it, Trudy, when he, she's like, I hey, love he, that. He said, I'm his father. And she was like, this is my mm-hmm. like police station. And I love Get that it. Kevin was like, that, that, that's not a path you want to go down. Like, we're not, <laughs> you don't want to go there. Because I'm thinking, no, sir. And two, you obviously don't know your son. Yep. It goes both ways here because the fact yep. that you are even implying that Kevin would just let this kid mm-hmm. take the fall without doing everything he possibly can means you don't know him at all. Because yep. Kevin is going to fight for this kid. He but he can only do so much with the evidence provided. I mean, they're all Voight is gonna fight for this kid. They're all gonna mm-hmm. fight for these kids. Yeah. If they can. So just sit back and let them do their job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and Kevin gave him nothing. He gave yeah. him no information. He just said we're going to see where this goes and we're going to do what we do. And that was all he said. But then he immediately went back upstairs and like, all right, this is what we got. This is what we're doing. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Because Lou was not supposed to be involved. Lou's involvement would harm what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. He's just like a citizen. Like you're, you're no one. You're not even related to this child. So it's not. Exactly. I mean, you're lucky they let you sit in that interrogation room. They did that just for Oscar's sake. 
you know I mean because he trusted you and I was actually too I'm not sure if that would happen in real life but no they they have the child advocate right there yeah which I mean I I probably I mean I don't know the kid probably would have been a little he was a little more at ease but he still didn't tell the truth so I'm not sure that it even helped having him in there but Mm -hmm. either way and I mean Uh, it's through this police work that they do that they do so well I mean this is what this is what's the why am I blanking what the name of their team is intelligence my goodness <laughs> of course that's the word i would forget <laughs> but that's what the intelligence team is so good at doing mm-hmm. and whether or not and like it, it almost felt like lou didn't trust the entire system but lou it was by his admittedly to by himself it was by mm-hmm. his own actions that got him thrown in jail it wasn't because there was cop yeah. corruption it wasn't because the police force did him dirty or did him wrong yeah no, you screwed up and you got caught. So the fact that he doesn't, A, doesn't have faith in this system, but B, doesn't have faith in his son who yeah. is a who raised his other kids mm-hmm. and he's seen the evidence of how good that turned out that he doesn't trust in that was insane. But it was through their police work that they do that deep digging, they found Oscar's dad and I could not for the life of me remember his dad's name. Honestly, I don't think he's worth remembering because he's yeah, a piece of crap. But they yeah. realize obviously that the drugs and guns have to be his. He was in jail before. And yeah. he came out and is suddenly in Oscar's life. And I hate this guy. I hate this guy is terrible guy. for many reasons. Okay. Yeah. First reason, he hurt Ruzik. Yeah, really that bad. was gonna be your first reason. Like, really bad. Like to, I'm like, why is Ruzik always being beat up? Always being beat up. It's really unfair. Um, but and then I mean, he almost broke what Kevin's arm too when he was slamming it in the door. I'm like, mm-hmm. my goodness. I mean you know that as someone i mean that i mean that's brave like not only are you running from the police but like you are like a crap out of them <laughs> like that's that's brave right there because now i mean like if nothing else they can get you for that so you know shouldn't have done it kind of lucky uh, for them that he did do that because then they had an excuse yeah. the whole time to go after him yeah i did I'm like cool. when kevin was like you okay <laughs> said not gonna lie mm-hmm. i've been better <laughs> and what he said to kim too like what are you gonna say that you know um when it's undercover why did i blank on that guy's name either way um but he was like i'm gonna tell them they should see the other guy which is completely untrue because <laughs> yeah like the other guy was fine it was just you that got beat up <laughs> um but no but like so they were able to find him at the bar. They ping his phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still skeptical of Lou because I think what my reaction was the same as Kevin's when he was like, oh my God, when he saw him there. I'm like, what are you doing? And how did he find him? The thing is- The police actually, force had trouble finding exactly. him. Exactly. I'm with you. I don't understand how he found him and, and how he decided that he should go there to this bar. I still- I mean, I know when he explained to Kevin what his plan was, mm-hmm. the thing is, it was a decent plan. Yeah. If, if it was sanctioned. The, if you had let the police in on it, they could have done that. And it might have actually worked. Mm-hmm. And I, in this case, though, I mean, like you had to go in there and like. Because Lou refused to go out. Kevin called right. him and Lou refused right. to leave. Exactly. And what I don't understand is why did they send Kevin in? Because Kevin obviously already had a run in with this. I mean, I get it's for mm-hmm. Lou's sake because yeah. Lou would recognize him. But yeah. Lou was aware that the police force was outside because Kevin just mm-hmm. called them. So I think anyone coming in trying to get Lou out, Lou was smart yeah. enough to realize, oh, they're a cop. 
Yeah. <laughs> but descendant Kevin, who was known to this guy, this guy tried to break his arm. What? Mm-hmm. How did you see that playing out any differently? Agreed. I mean, send in Kim and Haley then. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't understand that either. Um, but I think it's because Lou was saw Kevin and was trying mm-hmm. to not react to him because he's not an undercover cop. He didn't no. pull it off very well. No, no. And whatever Oscar's dad's name is, it, I'm, I, again, I don't remember. It but anymore. he realizes because he's not an idiot and he is a criminal that there's something yeah. going on and he takes Lou captive outside. Mm-hmm. And then part of me would be like, yeah, Lou, get him when Lou elbowed him in the face. But at the same time, hey, you dummy. Yep. <laughs> you are the reason this went south. He, I don't, I still can't. I rewatched it. I rewound it because yeah. it looked like he got stabbed in the shoulder. I could, it was, it looked like the guy had his right arm onto his neck, but Lou got stabbed on his left shoulder. And I was like, how, mm-hmm. how are the physics of this working? How did this happen? Yeah. I didn't really pay attention to that, but now that you say it, it does seem off. And maybe his arm was on the other, but even if his arm was in the left hand and he got stabbed in the left shoulder, like he elbowed him this way, he went this and then stabs. Like, what? I don't, I didn't get it, but Lou got hurt and Kevin, I liked watching Kevin aggressively take this guy down. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that part. It it kind of looked like he was going to beat the crap out of him, which I was sincerely hoping for. Deserved. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, because this guy, like no redemption whatsoever, even, even when they get him back to the station and you're telling him, they're telling you, you are going to jail either way. Don't let your child go down for this. And he's just like, basically like not my problem like and what he have- said was you keep because they're like this is your son and he said keep saying that like it means something to me but it doesn't yeah what kind of monster says that like i mean that's a that's a that's a low pro- i mean there i get it there's one thing like not one to deal with whatever but like really your face this that you're gonna let this child mm-hmm. take the fall for murder which is what it's just happened. I mean, because Malik didn't make it. So like, yeah. And all, I mean, that that's a lot of heroin. That's a lot of drug possession. Like, I don't know. I was really, I, I thought we'd see him at least let the kid like go, but you know, he's just like, yeah, cool. It broke my heart watching Oscar mm-hmm. watch that. Yes. But was even more sad. It was when Oscar said, but can I still visit him in prison? Like, Oh, the pain that poor boy is feeling at the rejection of his father and the desire even knowing his father completely rejected him still desperately wanting that connection yeah it's it it was devastating to see that heartbreaking heartbreaking and apparently (laughs) forgot to do a lead-in for the preview because i just wrote the word no (laughs) i actually thought that was your lead-in because that okay so me watching the preview that was my reaction no no why is Haley getting beat up again? <laughs> Why does it have to be so aggressive? Like what happens to our people? Like, I mean, can't they just do normal police work without like yes. life seriously being in danger every time? Like this one looks bad for Haley. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're having anybody else leave the show. Otherwise I'd be really concerned actually. Because I'd be really sad if she goes, because I actually like her this year. <laughs> it looks bad. It looks bad. It ended with a bat being brought down on presumably her head you know though it can't be good we all talk about kim being 
how good she is at, at everything and Haley too though Haley has been through some brawls and it's has always the come out women the other end, so the women on know. these shows get the snot kicked out of them which is really terrible like yeah. I mean yes we've seen the men but I've I feel like we've seen all of our characters on PD get the crap kicked out of them in really horrible, horrible ways. But yes. I feel like the ones who are repeatedly being beat up mm-hmm. are the women. No. Because they can t- they're tough and they can handle it. That's though. right. Any of the others would have left the force, but the girls, nope. no, they got this. And I think Haley, I wonder if we're gonna see her channel because we haven't seen her really deal with Jay. So I wonder if because I don't even recognize the guy she was chained next to. So it's nope. gotta be a new her. case. Mm-hmm at least of some sort. So I wonder if this is going to be tied to him some way or we're going to see her do it. Because I feel like when they abuse the characters, it's when they need to deal with something. Yeah. And I, I could see that. And I would like more resolution to the Jay situation mm-hmm. because I feel like it still has left a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah. Just, Just say goodbye to him. Stop pretending he's there. And say goodbye in a, in a way that we can accept and yeah. not have- Ruin him harsh feelings towards him Mm -hmm. let them have a conversation let them decide that they need to just go their separate ways for now let her be okay with it and then i'm okay with it yeah exactly you know and you know that jesse lee so actually his name is soffer oh i've been pronouncing it sofer i might Um, have pronounced it wrong too but i heard him say when he was it was a clip that was sent in our chat where he said why he's he's uh, protesting with the writers with yeah. Derek Haas who was a writer in Chicago or who is a writer in Chicago and he said mm-hmm. I'm Jesse Lee Soffer like oh well, I have pronounced your last name wrong every single time I've said it sorry sir I'm so sorry but he said he is protesting and he's picketing because without writers like Derek Haas there would have never been a Jay Halstead and so you yeah. know that his he's still been on that show. You know they finished out the season. They filmed everything for the season. It's all wrapped. It's just editing now. So the writer's strike isn't going to affect what comes out. It will affect into the next year, into the next seasons. But it's very clear that Jesse has stayed around that set. I mean, he directed an episode. He's been on set with them. He's still close to the cast. He's, I don't yeah. think he's doing anything else right now. So it's very possible that maybe the finale will see him come by to say goodbye which I think I really, would be beneficial. Anything, even if it's not him in person, I need more closure. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied with what we have. Yeah. So that's next week. This was kind of just, we were talking about this before the podcast, but this is just kind of a filler episode mm-hmm. to bolster some of our, but I feel like PD doesn't really work towards, it's not like a cumulative season long thing that it's working towards one goal. It's every, it's a doomed case. But what they've done in the back half of PD is they've worked on a case spent a week or two away from it and then went back to that case and spent a week or two away from it went back to the case so i think that's why this felt like a filler episode even though that's not how the cop shows are it yeah. felt like a filler because we know that the big one that we're waiting for is coming yes it's true so, yeah so on that note we can jump into fire and yeah. here <laughs> i make myself be humble because i like to be right and I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't like to be right? We all like to be right. Yes. In this case, it was me that was right. <laughs> and I did. I was wrong. I hate being wrong, what? but Lacey's car. I didn't hear I'm not, you. I'm not repeating it. You, you want to hear it? You go rewind it. Lacey's car was the one that hit the parked car when I thought she was in the parked car. The angles were so confusing in that last episode yeah. because I did actually rewind that end scene. I was like, wait, what? 
where is she? And it looked like she was parallel to the building, but instead she was at an angle. So it was the angle's fault, not my fault. <laughs> Jeanette was right. Funny that Lacey had... I figured it out though. <laughs> that Lacey had been drinking and she got a ride home from someone who was more drunk than she was even. Yeah. Which is a kind of a bummer. This whole storyline, this was probably my, this was my favorite part of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. It was just so heartbreaking. I really love though the character development and the the deepness we're getting out of Gallo yeah. this last this season. Like before, he's always just been kind of that funny like character. Like there was a little something. I don't know. It was just never anything serious. So seeing him deal with this family drama and all of this. I mean, seeing him in action during this rescue of hers was pretty impressive like you know even when the guy said are you a doctor and he's like no paramedic but he's just directing people no he said firefighter okay yeah that's right um i loved it Mm because we don't he's not and he's not a lieutenant he's not any of those things we don't get to see him giving orders and sort of directing these situations he did a great job yeah like i was was like okay like this and i think we forget in the course of our everyday lives how much every firefighter has it in them to do this to take control of the situation and to be a help because i mean like you said we see oh that's he's stella's worker stella's the head of that bus yeah but he's he's still trained and capable to do all this stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and i and i i just loved that i love that she was okay too because i was really Mm -hmm. worried that yes after all he's been through um you know that he was gonna have to deal with that and he stepped right up like ready mm-hmm. to just like help her through this um because you know she was gonna need someone and i she didn't want to understandable as well she doesn't want to be a burden to him um sad. it was really sad it was really sad and i i'm glad that dr charles sort of was the one we got I always love it when we see dr charles <laughs> anyways on yes but I was glad that he was kind of the one that said this to Gala. I was like, you know, she's going to need someone because I mean, that's, that's, that's the worst part. I think about when we see in these shows, like someone who's an addict, they don't want to take these, but it's going to be torture, not taking them and not like being able to like relieve your pain. So I'm glad that Blake was willing to like stack up and say, yeah, you know, I'll take care of her. He can kind of monitor that. Um, I liked them booze proofing the house. Like that was really entertaining him and Violet. I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm going to go back. I don't know. What did you think of like Violet and him this episode? Cause there wasn't anything like romantic Mm-mm. thrown out there, but there was for Support. me, maybe, maybe I'm just seeing it. Cause I want to see it. Um, but the vibes back out there that like, I, I don't think- know. I, I think it's going to be too much of a cop out for us to put her with Carver. I agree. I but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think that they're just sort of teasing us with that to keep us like, well, no, no, this is what we want. But I think what yeah. we're seeing there is them return to their comfortable pattern because it was a little stilted. He said mm-hmm. what how he felt. She sort of said how she felt. And it's been a little awkward. In this episode, we see a return to normal. And I think that return to normal yeah. is going to lead towards, okay, I can de- hear your feelings now. I can deal with them and I accept them. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to lead to better, but I think that they need to get back on those friendly close terms yeah. before they can go forward. And so I I was excited to see the support yeah. there this week Yeah, okay. because he even taught, I mean, he was super vulnerable with her when he said, mm-hmm. th- and this was heartbreaking when he said that this was the first time saving her of all the saves that Gallo has had. And he's had a lot of awesome saves 
mm-hmm. that this was the first time that he felt he redeemed what happened to his family even a little bit I and it was just he, a little bit i hate that he even feels like he has to redeem that yeah i mean he was a child and so mm-hmm. just the idea that he carries that guilt with him like just is really upsetting yeah. but yeah no I'm i'm glad it was violet there i'm glad that because it could have easily been they could have had Ritter or Carver in the storyline instead of her. So I'm glad they chose to let it be her to be his support system. Um, I was really worried when Lacey disappeared from the hospital, though, that. I, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, no, he's worked so hard to, like, set this up for you. And I mean, I think I had tears in my eyes. I didn't mm-hmm. cry, but I had tears in my eyes when she showed up at the door and she was. 100%. Which, I'm not positive that she wasn't going to run and then changed her mind. And that's when she came empty handed because I'm like, how long did it take you? Like she was I, walking and she didn't know Chicago know. and still, she didn't know his apartment. I still want to say, why wouldn't you have just waited? I don't know. In my head, I think maybe she did have hesitation, but then she was like, no, I'm going to accept this help. So either way, she ended up in the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he hugged her, I was just like, oh my God. I think I wrote, I'm like, my sweet little baby gallows face. <laughs> like, I said, I want to kiss it and not in a sexual way at all. I just want to <laughs> kiss it because he just looks so freaking adorable that he did. Oh, man, it got me. Definitely teary eyed. Definitely teary eyed. And then, you know, there's that relationship, which I loved. And then, Maureen, this episode. Now, with my you- magician. <laughs> You people watching or listening, you people, our listeners and our watchers, you people sounded really, I don't know, you mean. People. And, <laughs> this can, I can't think of the word, but we always do like a basic outline. So we are giving you the things that, you know, you're here to listen to. And I intentionally did not give Jeanette the magician topic. No, and that was not what she told me, how she told me to lead into this topic either, because I can't even <laughs> try to say anything else other than... <laughs> Like, he gives me the ick so much, and it gets worse every time I see him. And he actually made, like, Brett give me the ick this episode. Like, stop with the magic tricks. This stop this is the first the episode I was like, mm, okay, this could end now, and I'm totally so fine you're, with so it. So you, you would agree that I'm right on that one as well. It, well, here's the thing. I don't. It's not so much about the magic for me. It was the cheesy line he came in there about needing a doctor or needing saving, or it was something weird. The, the way he asked her, even Violet was like, um, he's weird. If you guys are going to play doctor, I'm leaving. And she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get the funny reference there. It was just like, dude, can you be Gross. normal? And, and no, ask him this in a normal way? This is why I'm convinced Matt Casey is coming back to rescue oh, yeah, her. Absolutely. Which we okay. do know he's coming back for the finale. This has been confirmed, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it has been. But there's no there's no way that you can bring Matt Casey back for a single episode, end it the way you did, and then not have him ever come back. No, he's she's and ending up got, with Matt. And you've got this grossness happening on the other side. <laughs> They're making it more cringy every episode. Yeah. Well, it's been cringy, in my opinion. Like, I can't stand to see his face, like, I think on the screen. Nice. It's, it's a beautiful face. Like, it's not even that, because it's a beautiful face. He's, I have the ick. It's not going to go. Well, Brett is rightfully unsure here, uh, you know, with, with him. And she even says, I think space would be good. And I like how she put it. She said she's still trying to put herself together after Hurricane Matt blew through town. So, okay, another indication that 
she's not staying with Dylan. So we're not getting invested. Now we're just going to want this relationship to end because we know it's going to. So just end it already. Just, just why make this us watch her try to do this for him? Like why? She's not good at magic. She doesn't like magic. She doesn't do magic. Why are we putting in all this effort when you the know they're going to break up? The only thing entertaining about this is the fact that Malch is good at magic. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not just the magic because seeing Malch do it didn't give me any kind of egg. No. I thought, that's it was funny. endearing and that, and that fits i like it do more magic tricks i would watch them if now she's <laughs> doing them not when dylan or sylvia are doing them it, it was <laughs> it was a little fun to watch her keep failing and then carver when he was like that's Sweet my card carver. is it really well it's the same suit <laughs> well, there was another one where gallo she said like what'd she say like king of hearts and he was like close queen of spades like it was nothing like it or what I, those are not what the actual cards were but it was nothing like it but i loved how you said close <laughs> nope i mean it was a card and then of course you contrast that with cap <laughs> when she ran into the hallway he just turned and ran the other direction oh i mean that part was amusing and made me yes. laugh but like i wanted to crawl under my blanket when she was watching her do it kids. yeah mm. That was weird. And even Mouch was like, I am so uncomfortable right now. Just passed out the candy, like Mouch said, and be done with the whole situation. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was weird. I didn't like it, like watching her do magic, but I, I was glad that she, anything that, because it was, I feel like Mouch does more things for Brett than he does for the average person in that firehouse. Oh, absolutely. Except for Herman. But, he yeah. got he's doing this um i don't even remember the name of her medical thing that she's doing right now uh, paramedicine yes the paramedics she got him to do that with her she got him to do the magic with her yeah she's like he just mouch loves her like a daughter almost it feels yeah. like no so i agree that was it's i like seeing them together and mm-hmm. she was a successful man but it was way more of an accident than <laughs> actually yeah, she was actually like, really? the right card yeah. <laughs> the shot on her face then the kids were mad because they wanted the candy. I think they wanted her to get it wrong. So. Yep. <laughs> How dare you be good now? Right. But we got this goofiness of the Brett storyline running throughout, and which I loved. It was great. I did. I could have done without the weird Dylan aspect or seeing her do it, but it was the mouch in her that I loved. And it was yep. balanced. And I think this is something that Fire is really good at balancing is the levity with the heavy. And yep, they did I that agree. in this episode with uh, the scary situation we had with Ramsey, who I hate that guy too. Ooh, yeah hate him I, I knew i i don't know i i remember him and i i knew somehow he was coming back because i was like this can't be all that we're doing just right ritter the way that he did but um, even the way ritter came at him like there's no no one in the chicago universe attacks someone of power that way right. and sees no repercussions for it right. unless you're void oh, yeah. and even then he still had repercussions he went to mm-hmm. jail for a while so you know yeah um no, but this was like a serious storyline. I mean, not like I was again nervous, like the chemical fire, like, you know, poor Carver, which I love him more and more every episode. The way that he was just like, he is, which I mean, I know they're all, all of our firefighters. I hope that all real firefighters are like this, that are willing to like, I mean, they're truly, mask got knocked off. He's like dying over there, but he's still getting his rescue in. It just makes me like every time. But this storyline, I love the part of Bowden versus Ramsey because I'm thinking, Ramsey, you think you've messed with people, like you have not messed with Wallace Bowden. He was not going to back down no matter what happened. When he went into his office, I was just like, oh, oh, he's like 
I'd be scared, I think. Of Bowden or of Ramsey? Bowden. Like if Bowden came in, like with the with it was a good aggressiveness because mm-hmm. he was there to like get stuff done. But I think I'd be terrified. Like well, I mean, like, even before that, when because he was asking around and suddenly Ramsey was where Bowden was picking yep. up food. Uh-huh. And even I don't remember it was Ritter or Herman, but one of them said, What did he did he track your car and he just followed you where you're at? Like it was disturbing. Yeah. At first I was like, Oh, coincidence. And then when he offered him things, I'm like, that's yeah, no. that that's really uncomfortable. And yes. Bowden was the one who was like, found out this is happening with somebody. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take him down. Like yep. so he openly threatened him. And I had to cheer when he was walking away. The look on his mm-hmm. face. There was, and this is one thing I admire about the guy who I don't know his name, but the guy who plays Bowden. Mm-hmm. When there's a moment like this. Usually, like, guys will walk away with swagger and a smile. Yeah. But Bowden just walks away, and he's got fierce determination, no smile written all over his face. And I was like, yes. Yeah. No, I loved loved it. And I also love that everyone was – they went easy on Ritter. When Ritter had to confess, like, Mm -hmm. what had happened, I was really nervous. Because sometimes Bowden can get a little, like, grumpy, like, when you're not following. Which – Yeah. Rightfully so, you know, but I was glad that as soon as like Ritter mentioned like that Ramsey was going to come after Herman and he didn't want to like add to Herman's plate, the look on Herman's face was just like, oh man, you know, and it even Bowden, you couldn't say anything after that because I think everyone in that firehouse would have like tried to take it on themselves to avoid like Herman having to deal with anything during that point in time. So I don't know, I was glad that worked out okay. Um, but I'm also glad that it's out in the open because the Ritter Herman relationship is one of my favorites. Yes. So I think that was just a moment to kind of build on that as well. Mm-hmm. I agreed. And I mean, they are the ones who, of course, it was because Engine was the one that went out to that place, but it was right. Herman and Ritter that went into the store. Yeah. Herman <laughs> joking around when he got in there. Wouldn't it be great if we found flyers and then this girl <laughs> comes around the corner? Yeah. Of course, in that store. Then, of course, we see that girl. And I mean, I recognized her immediately. She was like, oh, well, now this all makes sense. This is the girl that he was like having his affair with. And they could not get out of there fast enough. But, but I do think it's wild that she remembered. Like, like I understand that Ramsey remembered because he was sort of, I mean, he was going to take them down, do all this. I mean, she just saw him for like a minute. I'm not, I mean, I guess he talked to her about it, which is why she remembered this. But but was it so know. much that she remembered Herman and Ritter or that, hey, firemen came in for a surprise inspection today in this shell company? But I think she also recognized them. So I do too. I, don't know. I think there was, I don't know if I would have, but either way. Um, but back to like when Bowden went to Ramsey's office and I, he walks in, there's all these people and like Ramsey's trying to be smooth and kind of like, well, here, we're going to like, you know, honor you and like do all these great things for you. And I love that Bowden's like, no, like we're still not going to play this game. Like I just admire him a lot for that. And I love when he went in there and Ramsey was like, come into my office. He's like, you got something to say to me. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so aggressive, but a good aggressive. I yeah. Loved it. Well, it's because Bowden, like you said, he's not playing games. If you want to be upfront about what he's doing, Bowden's being upfront about what he's doing. He's attempting to take you down. Yeah. Can you be yep. a man and do the same? Yep. No, he's not going to. I don't, that's obviously not over, right? I mean, I think we're going to have to see more of that storyline, I think. I want to see more of that storyline. I want to see that continue. And I want to see Bowden fully take him down. Do you think if Ramsey 
has he's allowing these people to cut corners with storing chemicals and we're building up to something there and you know i think it's going to tie into the finale because that's the biggest situation they're facing right now they're surely not going to bring a new one on for the finale that i think i I don't think but i'm wondering if that's going to tie into adam's undercover thing because they have a chemical thing that they're doing that they're going to create bombs to explode all over the city yeah and i think it has to i think it's got to all tie in right because i think also the whole like terrorism thing that Matt was working on has to tie in as well. I mean, cause it's supposed to be domestic terrorism, right? I mean, like, I don't know. It all feels, if it doesn't all tie in, they have missed a major opportunity here because the storylines are just, I mean, they're writing themselves at this point to like just flow together. So. And if Matt is first, the bombs could have gone off and then we can see people going into med, taking care of them and then fire we can see them cleaning up the aftermath, trying to figure out how it started, and PD taking them down. There, yeah. we, we created the whole crossover We've for you. We've done your job for you. <laughs> We're good. Who needs the writer's strike? We can come in and do this. We just I, did it. I wouldn't go that far. We re- we like our writers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that. So this would suck. So it, it, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it is over at all. I think they're going to tie them all together. I think it'd be great if they tied all three together because what a booming finale that would be yeah but yeah. in the we're seeing a little more tension from brett next week because the preview is brett heavy and the the wording on the screen is firehouse feud ignites which super cheesy headline but still it's there and we see that first shift on the ambo on the ambulance oh it felt weird to say ambo i don't know why but that's i'm not i'm not a paramedic i don't get to say that word but they didn't fill their bags. And it sounded like Violet and Brett's patient died because something was missing from the bag. I think that's why Brett, I mean, that has to be the reason why Brett's that upset, right? That she threatens to quit if files aren't charged. Files, charges aren't filed. Jeez. Yeah, files aren't charged. <laughs> I was really trying to figure out, I was like, that sounds right to me, but it totally didn't. Like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can come up with. The only reason I can come up with why Brett would have taken it that seriously too. She looked angry too. Like she looked fiery angry at Bowden, mm. which is a pun, an accidental pun there because she threatens fiery to, angry. <laughs> to leave if basically this other person doesn't fire. Uh, so I obviously, maybe this is going to play into her being comfortable leaving with Matt of I can't work here anymore. Maybe somehow it's going to be in there, but no. I, I hope not because we they want to see want her that. have a, a good relationship with 5151 when she leaves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, I don't know. I can't imagine like her being ups- that upset to threaten to quit and Violet just feeling, like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they would be like a team on that. So I don't know. I'll be curious. But Violet was almost a little shocked when um, Brett was that angry at it in the pre. At least that's what it looked like to me. Well, maybe Brett's. That'll be interesting, I think. Maybe she's just coming unglued. Maybe. She just needs a break. Maybe maybe <laughs> she'll, this tricks. will make her not get fired. I've got but... her. Yeah. <laughs> she can't handle Dylan and his nonsense anymore. <laughs> it was witchcraft magic that was performed on her to, <laughs> to move out. Maybe, right. But maybe, maybe she just doesn't quit, but she takes herself away for, for a bit and thinks about what she wants and what she's struggling with and then comes back and says listen you know this is the situation and then that's how she leaves i don't know but i feel like she's going to be gone by the end of the season because unless yeah. what's matt casey's real name jesse well if you hadn't asked me um, 
Now all I can think of is Jesse Lee Soffer. And then <laughs> that, that and Jesse Smollett are the only two that I ever think of. Spencer, Jesse Spencer. Yes. See, they all start with S's. It's not my fault. Yeah. But I think I haven't heard that he's coming back permanently. I've just heard he's coming back from the finale. And of course, because of the writer's strike, we have no idea what the next year is going to look like. Yeah. I mean, my my idea situation would be he's coming back permanently. That would be nice. Both. But, but then does that mean know. we're losing Severide too? I, well, I want people come for my head if I say that I would rather, I, I would sacrifice Severide to have Casey back. Oh, I would not. I would. Yeah. Don't come at me. I'm sorry. I love Taylor Kenny. He's he's fine. But I, I enjoy Matt Casey more than I do Severide. I like Matt Casey, but he is too... I am not feeling the Severide void like everyone else is. I don't, I don't care. I don't feel gone. a void. I'm getting it's I felt more of a void when Casey left the show than I am right now I feel like that's because he we're not getting a lot of Stella either so we don't what we were getting when Matt Casey left was a lot of Brett so we're seeing directly how his absence directly affects one of our favorite characters Stella's not on as much so we're not seeing how how Kelly's absence affects her directly yeah. you don't like stella either <laughs> i do like her but i'm just saying it's actually surprising it's not bothering me that i'm i'm missing that like mm-hmm. i'm not affected by this at all now granted fire is also my least favorite of these three shows not because it's not wonderful it is but it's just my least favorite so i feel like any of those leaving don't affect me as far as like sometimes other stuff affects my favorites me. are the order we're talking about them today no you'd have to switch med and fire for me not for me <laughs> but i i think I didn't feel a void when Matt Casey left and I don't miss him that he's gone. I like Matt Casey just fine. I, I probably feel about Matt Casey the way you do about Severide. But it, for me, it was more, I did not like Severide at first because of how he treated Matt Casey. But Severide has always been Severide. He's yeah. consistent. He is faithful to who he is. He does grow though. We've seen growth from him. We've seen him become a better man, but he has always been who he is. And he maintains that. Casey, yeah. it feels like he's just driven by emotions. And if he, like, even when he was dating someone, or he broke up with Violet and then she was dating someone else, like, he was really mean to her and just. Mean Gabby? Maybe it was it her that she was Violet. mean to? No. Violet. He didn't date Violet. I, I meant Brett. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, he didn't date Violet. <laughs> he's really running through those paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that Casey is too led and dictated by emotions and by doing the right thing, but he bases the right thing off of what he's emotionally feeling. And that's not always what the right thing is. I love that about him, so it's okay. I, no, I like Severide's ability to do the right thing, even if it costs him. But I, I again, I know I'm not like, oh, Severide, come back. It's not the same yeah. without you. I don't feel that way, but I would prefer Severide over Casey. Disagree. The one person... I would be extremely upset if they left the show. Do you know who that is? Herman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. You take Herman away <laughs> and I'm going to be devastated. Same. No, I don't get how more people don't Violet, feel that way. Like, I think Malch is another one for me. I think yes. Violet, I love her like more than any of the females. I don't Mm-hmm. I think those I... are my only, those are my only three on fire that I think I could not, that I would actually like throw a fit if they left the show. I would be I wouldn't be like devastated, but I would be pretty sad if Cap Bertone left though. But I think I could be I think I, I would get over it quickly. Like, no offense. Because they don't have strong stories. That's exactly it. I love them because I just don't think they would affect the daily 
Mm-hmm. And it was it would just be because the the nature of the show would change because Cap's humor wouldn't be there, and Tony's stoicism wouldn't be there. So it would just change the nature of the show. But I would get over it quickly. All that to say, I think Matt Casey's coming back. <laughs> I, he's at least coming back for an episode, so yes. I'll take it. So as, as we lead into Med, that's you know that's what's coming next week. That's what's coming down the pike for Fire. But in Med, there was this was something that I was excited to get right. But I mean, I can't take a whole lot of pride in it because the preview basically said this was happening. Let's not get too excited because we don't know how this all plays out. Let's hope that I, I, I do right in all of my predictions. Of, I will be proven right. Watch you watch. Bet. I I hope that you are proven right this time. Like I am, I I want it to happen because I'm terrified. Because here's the thing too, Luigi Satil. Okay, because I follow him like everywhere or whatever. He's been posting, and I think he even posted something like, you know, let's hope like Dean is okay or something like that. And so I I wrote right on there. I said, I'm gonna need all of my archer men to be just fine going forward. And of course he thought, you know, I'm like, um, let's not not just Dean here. Like, I'm gonna need every archer man to survive what is coming down the line and be just fine because I'm nervous. I am so nervous. I don't know. I mean, we all knew he was gonna offer the kidney. Of course he was gonna offer him a kidney. We saw that coming a mile away. Um, and I, we saw that Dean was going to be really angry with Hannah, which he was. He got over it, I think, you know, decently quick within the span of the episode. Um, but I think a lot of that had to do with this patient that was in there and sort of the parallels of how this was, this was working out. I mean, we've got a, a sick mom who has no like i mean there's there's really no end in sight as far as like what can help her and we've got this poor teenage girl that has gone out and got herself pregnant in hopes that those stem cells would be able to save her mom and i i mean i i feel the sentiment i do i mean you're feeling absolutely helpless and and you're in helping her but But she didn't think it through all the way she didn't think of what it truly meant what the implications were how it would affect her what it would do to her because her only thought was mom needs this i need to get it for her yeah which i mean she did tell hannah she said i i do want kids one day i'm not i'm just moving up the timeline so like okay but unfortunately for her this ends up being like a pregnancy that can't survive yeah and i hannah was a little too emotional about this in my opinion in that she let her go she should have fought harder to get the girl into surgery immediately after the girl was like well let's just wait a little while like i understand the girl the young girl wanting to do that but hannah's the doctor and she should have known that that was that was not a good move to make and i don't think she should have allowed that she's i mean i know you can't stop it she should have pushed harder instead yeah you know because she was going off of well this is what my patient wants but would you have pushed harder if it was a different situation with this i mean if there was no mom who needed cells if there was no 17 year old who was doing this well i think even had there not been the situation that's going on currently with dean and um sean for a second i forgot his name um what's going on with them i think had that not been in the background of this whole storyline i think she would have reacted differently I think that is what is on her mind because I think she does care for Dean so much mm-hmm. that uh, honestly, I, they're going to, they're going to fall in love. I've just decided this was the first episode that I don't, I don't want it. I'm still not on board, but I really think it's happening. Um, I, I hope it's, I really do. Sean. 
I hope so, but I, I really, I really see her deep falling in love. It's just and they've been playing to that, which makes me hope that well, maybe they aren't giving it to us what it seems like they're trying to surprise us. We'll see, but she's she's sure going to a lot to try to make sure that he's up, which I understand. I don't know. I think she would have done that for any. The thing is, though, Hannah has sort of a bleeding heart. And then I think she would do that for almost anyone. I think she would do that for Will. I think she would do that for anyone there that she considers a friend. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that that is going to be our saving grace here. But well, what we learned in the last episode was that she lost her mother. When she was born because her mom didn't go get help for her and she didn't want any of her kids to know. So any situation that involves a sibling or a, a child and a parent she's going to try to right the wrong that she felt was yeah. done in her life. And that's what it is with Dean and Sean. That's what it is with this mom and this daughter is she's <laughs> trying, although she's going a little backwards here where she's not telling the mom what the daughter's going through. But it, again, it's to, from the standpoint of would the girl rather be put in jeopardy and she's young enough, we can probably save her or would she rather go without yeah. her mom? Yeah. So. No, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I don't know. I just, this episode was a little, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised. Little her. Yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised with Dean, like going to the mom and no. telling her against that, because here's the thing. Like, I understand that because the girl's pregnant, like she automatically gets what they call it medical emanc- emancipation or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But at the same time, I think that's the time when a rule's allowed to be broken. I was yeah. on his side for telling that. I mean, this is yeah. her child. Because so. well, what he said, he actually justified it, and it, rightly so. It's not like he grasped at any justification. It was, she's going into an emergency surgery. She is a minor going to emergency surgery. Yeah. If she goes into distress, her mother is going to need to be the one to make the decisions. She can't make a decision if she doesn't know what's going on. Right. So it was legally okay for what he did. Yeah. No, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. So I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't mad at him for that either. Yeah, but you know. The other part to the storyline is finally I'm glad that Dean is he goes to Sean and he tells him that he won't say no. But I also kind of was like, mm, can you please say no? Because I'm really afraid. I still I still have it in the back of my mind that something maybe the thing is maybe it's gonna be fine, but I feel like our cliffhanger is gonna be not knowing. That's gonna stress me out more now because of the writer's strike. No, 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 no. I think that's <laughs> I think if it was me writing the show, obviously that's the cliffhanger you roll with because that's a big one kind of hoping the cliffhanger would be summed up with the crossover that we're all hoping is going to happen i don't see i don't see how med plays into that other than like there being patience but it always comes first so i don't see how med's going to play into any of this no i think we played it out earlier where there you know the bomb's going to go off and all the patients are going to go to med and then we're going to see fire working on the aftermath and then we're going to see pd arrest but you're right there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a cliffhanger from that and of course, we see that on Med, they do seventeen thousand patients and episodes, so they they can do multiple things in a finale. I'm all stressed out now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stress you, but I think it's going to be left as a cliffhanger. We're not going to know until like January <laughs> or longer. Oh, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna like hope for the best that this is going to get resolved and like things. It. And things are going to go off smoothly. Because even if it's resolved this summer, that means that nothing is going to be able to start filming in August or even September or likely not even October. They still have to go through the writing tables. They have to go through their teams. They have to do all this stuff. 
to even be starting to film or even thinking about filming. So we probably won't get any new seasons until very minimum of January. Rain. I mean, that's the reality of the writing. What am I going to do? We're going to have to go hit it hard with the Netflix. and the... watch everything that Netflix has to offer. I'm going to rewatch yeah. everything. I'm going to have to rewatch some of these. Like, I can't go <laughs> that long without any Chicago. Like, I can't do it. We're going to have to hit hard, try to get some interviews. We need to mm-hmm. talk to these people then. Yes. That's what so if you do. are listening to this and you're an actor or a writer or a director or a crew member of any kind on any of these Chicago shows, mm-hmm. we want to talk to you. Yes, please. But I do think we can't even like watch the Hulu shows or the Peacock shows or the Paramount shows because the writer's strike is going to so like there's going to be any new of those. What about school spirits? Like surely that's going to like, I hope that doesn't ruin any of these that are on the cusp of being renewed. Yeah. And that, maybe all kinds of I bet now. that's why so many of these shows haven't been able to say they're renewed or not because they have the writer's strike was probably in the works way before we heard about it. You're probably right because there's been so many shows that I felt like should have already made their announcement yeah. and they have not. Even with our regular shows, like there's yeah. a lot that we were like, "Oh, that's a that's a weird. Why are we hearing about it so soon? Or why are we hearing about it so late?" Because even with Grey's Anatomy, we heard Grey's Anatomy got renewed, but didn't hear about Station 19 for like mm-hmm. a long time. And I was like, "Why would we not do this at the same time?" So we'll see. We'll see more of the Archers, and I mean, we're gonna see more of them this year. Yeah. In the last we three are. episodes here in the back three, but. Neil Luigi, we're Facebook friends. I'll just have to be like, hey, have you heard anything? Like, I'm yes. good. Did you survive your surgery or not? By the Please way, she Jeanette wasn't saying that she and I are Facebook friends. She's saying that she and oh, one Luigi. of the cast members. Like that. <laughs> no. Marina, I just wanted to make it very clear that Marine has no inside knowledge of anything. I just wanted to make that very, very clear. I don't actually either, though, <laughs> for being honest here. Uh so I don't I don't think I don't think Dean will say no. I mean Dean says he won't say no, and obviously Luigi says nope. Sean says <laughs> Yeah, I've got you calling him Luigi. Yeah. Technically it's not wrong, but I mean, Sean says <laughs> Sean says I need to do this, which that line is a little that's a little concerning to me because you know, like I've gone through this process before and I didn't do it because I needed to give it to somebody. Yeah, I did it because it was the right thing, and I was able. And I get that this is this is Sean's dad, but coming from the just them getting renewed in the relationship and him saying, you know, I'm coming to make amends, all that sort of stuff. I hope that's not why he thinks he needs to do it is for the amend thing to save his dad when his dad saved him. I hope he's doing it because you're my dad. I love you, and I'm able to. Maybe he still won't. We still don't know if he's a match. So there is still that. We well, have he's not. He's going to be a match. Well, it could be. It's like, an I mean, NBC on... drama. He's going to be Look, a match. <laughs> on Fire Country, we just had this go down. And like, Jake was trying to give his kidney to. She, he was not a match. So, like, it is possible. Okay. It is possible. No, we've established that this is the cliffhanger that they're leaving us on is they're going to do I the agree. surgery and we're not going to know if they die or not. I agree. Look at what you did. What did I do? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just that scene from Home Alone popped in my head when Kevin spills the milk on things, and his uncle goes, "Look what you did, you little jerk." <laughs> <laughs> that makes me mad every time I watch it. I'm like, who lets somebody talk to their children like that? I'm just saying. If any of my brothers spoke to any of my kids like that, they would get slapped across the face. Like, absolutely, no. <laughs> you, you don't get, get to do that. Go ahead, get out. No. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking <laughs> of family members, we want to add. Yes. That's, oh my, this guy, Liliana's brother. I do not like him either. No, he was creepy. I didn't like him. Like, he actually kind of scared me. Yeah. Like, that's like, a different the mafia. Friend. That's what I, I mean, I don't know. He had me feeling uncomfortable. Like, I didn't like it. No. Even the way he spoke to Liliana made me feel uncomfortable. Like, he just. Even the way he spoke to Charles. He gave me creeps and I didn't care for it at all. No. And, you know, he's, Liliana, the reason it confused me is because when Liliana brings this up to Dr. Charles, my brother's coming. I want you to meet him. She seemed excited. Yeah. But when they're all sitting together in the end, she seemed like she was afraid of him. So I was like, I can't tell what exactly your dynamic is. Yeah. So we have mixed feelings about your brother. Maybe he said something to her before Dr. Charles got there that now has her on edge with like the situation because she definitely did seem excited. And so Mm -hmm. it it was a weird turn of events for me. And it felt almost Um, like he was borderline making fun of Dr. Charles mm -hmm. and borderline trying to get something from Dr. Charles. And I felt like it wasn't, he didn't just want stories. And when he spoke to her in Polish and he asked her, he said something and it made her very uncomfortable. I almost felt like he's trying to, extort something from dr charles mm-hmm. it was weird i didn't like it and liliana clearly didn't like it either she she uh lied for him and the reason we know that is because i mean this whole scene was brought up by the <laughs> this is the only show in the chicago world that does this they use their patience to highlight a relationship in the show yeah. and it, it happened in this one with the brother I'm, yeah. I'm sorry i don't remember the names but the brother who had um who was deaf and then a sister who was his asl interpreter yeah this was a sad story and this was oh i don't know i felt for the sister though i will admit because i i mean i knew she was lying i could tell like yes you know but at the same time like was she completely wrong and what she was doing yeah did i understand and would i have been possibly tempted to do it myself in that moment maybe mm-hmm. like he was clearly like I, I understand the perspective that he wanted to hear the voices because this is something that he can't do in the real world mm-hmm. so i understand that sentiment as well but you can't let something like this progress no because then you become a danger to yourself the people around you it's you you, you need the medicine and so i get why she thought and maybe she thought once he had some medicine and the voices dimmed and i think that is exactly what she thought mind and and we could make this decision but he got really upset and i kind of liked maggie spying though i thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of fun yeah or well because she took away the medicine took away the one thing that he had probably longed for that he could finally have and it seemed like more of a miracle than a medical deficiency or a mental deficiency and i I like that Dr. Charles was able to pick up on that. And I felt really bad for Dr. Charles. And the look, I think Eve pointed this out in our chat, the look on the man's face when he was strapped down on that gurney, unable to sign, unable to speak, unable to have a voice at all because he had to be physically restrained. It was devastating. And Dr. Charles took that personally because this is what Dr. Charles does for a living. He helps those who are in, in mental situations that are struggles and that are trials and to know that he was the cause of this for this man and to know that he was had to actively take away his only voice, it was horrible for Dr. Charles. Yeah. More so for the for the deaf man, obviously. Yeah. But it 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 was just it was just sad all around to see that. So I liked yeah. when Maggie, when she was she was really good about the spying. 
mm-hmm. because there's a moment when she was like she was doing something with his hand and she just kind of peeked up over the top of her eyes and then she went like that and she went back down and mm-hmm. i like that she didn't give because i kind of thought when she gave her that skeptical look i thought she was going to call her out on it right away yep. she didn't she pulled dr yep. charles out and i shouldn't have expected anything less from maggie i know but she pulled dr charles out and let him know what was happening yeah. and through that was able to communicate with him and I, I was a little sad that his sister was like well i'm not gonna be a part of this if he yeah. wants to do this without any hopes of getting better i'm not gonna sit by and watch and i hope there was a resolution at the end which was nice yes. it needed to happen i think i understood i mean at least for a minute i in my yeah. head she was always coming back but mm-hmm. it was just hard to watch her leave him hard for, yeah well and i mean but the i mean i don't know I could see where the idea of that, not only because we find out in that conversation with Dr. Charles that she sort of raised him from the time he was like a teenager. Yep, that's it. So it's not even necessarily being his sister. You were almost a motherly figure to him as well. And so I could say as a mother, if my child was choosing something that I absolutely knew was harmful, I would mm-hmm. want, I, I would, I could see the urge to just remove myself from the situation because I don't know that I can watch it. Just absolutely. When my kids are adults, if they make decisions that I think are dangerous to them, I won't, and I can't get through them, I would have to walk away for a moment. Yeah. That is going to be the worst, by the way. But, you know. We're not going to discuss that. Nope. <laughs> but it, it was that situation that made Charles very hyper aware that what Liliana gave him as a reason was obviously not happening i mean again this is what dr charles does for a living he could pick up on the sketchiness that we picked up on as viewers he was seeing his body language his tone the way he mocked him the way he mocked liliana the way he said even the thing he said about her cleaning like oh my gosh you're a terrible person yeah i was i mean i i don't know i didn't like him even the tiny it. no and i don't think we're done with him i just i really hope that in the end it doesn't end up breaking charles and liliana their relationship or their heart but it, it was nice this is what i did like this episode is that we've been talking for weeks and i feel like months even about wanting the old crockett back and we not only did we get the old crockett back a little bit there was some of his southern i don't know why i put it in my eye when i said this but there was some of the he said a southern phrase in there I'm like wow okay there's some creole oh, coming out in you did he say I remember Something, it had the word lick in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but see, I don't pick up on these things as nearly as much as you because, I mean, this is just how we talk. Yeah, because it was when Tanaka was doing something and he interrupted him. He's like, he's something along the lines of, we'll take care of that lickety split or in a lick of a flick or something. Something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. And yeah, it rhymed and it had the word lick in it. But he, it was the smoothness of his voice and the charm that he put in his smile and the way he said it. It was like he threw the Southern phrase out there because he knew it would charm whoever he was talking to. He could read the phone book and it would <laughs> charm. It doesn't even make a phone book anymore. That's showing my age. He could read the dictionary to us and I think I would be charmed. I would just like sit and learn. You know? Look, this... I did not understand the like unprofessionalism of these like I guess there are other surgical interns I guess they were or I guess they're residents probably right because that's what Tanaka is. I believe so okay but even Crockett says you have been putting in their face how much better you are than in months you had to know that the first opportunity they could they were going to take you down a peg yes I that is just not I hated Tanaka before that 
And so that's not, I don't care how much I hate someone. I would never make fun of someone over something like this. Clearly embarrassing. (laughs) That's not who I am. And so I can never understand when other people would do that. Um, I don't know, but I liked that, that, you know, Crockett was sort of, I mean, it obviously like it, it hurt his, you know, Tanaka, like, what's his first name? It's Kai. Is that right? I don't know. I think it's I Kai. just learned this week it was Tanaka. <laughs> I don't Tanaka. like him. It's actually Tanaka Reed is his last name. Like, it's like oh. a hyphenated something. Yeah. I think his first name's Kai. Um, I think, I mean, obviously it hurt his confidence, which was crazy to see him be, like, not confident in his abilities and what he could do. Um, And, I mean crockett being crockett though and he found a way to bring that back when he like i thought he was really getting called away and i was thinking, oh my gosh like i did too and then when he walked out there and he was like can you pull it up so i can watch to that Mm -hmm. nurse i was like look at him being slick he's doing that just to like you know to give him a chance to to show him like man you can do this you don't need to worry about those people and Nora was horrified by the way that he was watching that on a screen. She's like, People watch that? Why? <laughs> well, that's what he does for a living. And she went, He watches that for a living? Like, no, no, no. He performs the surgery on purpose. I mean, I would and hope he, so. <laughs> and he makes a lot of money doing it, honey. Yes. A lot. But I think it's interesting that Tanaka has lost his confidence because of something that has happened. And we've been watching Crockett suffer with confidence because he's relying so heavily on 2.0. And in this episode, we see him not only help someone else regain their confidence, but we see old Crockett come back in this. We see him return to, no, of course, this is going to be easy. We've got this. It's not a problem. I'm good. You're good. And I hope that this is the upward trend we're going to see from Crockett from here on out. I don't know that I ever want him to go back into 2.0 because I'm happy with who he's come back to being, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, please never put him back in there. I don't. Absolutely. And even Tanaka, he said, (laughs) he's like, I look at the chart and I saw that you weren't actually called out. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. there was a mix up. And he said something along the lines of, I feel like I'm being lied to right now, but I don't care. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was, he appreciated it. And Mm -hmm. it was, he's still, I think, humbled enough that maybe we'll, we won't see like the guy that we hated return. Oh, I hope not. We'll just see like the confident version. I hope not. Yes. So. I would like to see our main characters because even that one resident that Dean keeps working with, mm-hmm. he went yeah. from really kind con- Zach. Yeah. He went from like really sort of nervous energy all the time to standing up to Dean. And I love yeah. that. And that's why I like him. That's the thing. If we could just slow down on some of the patients. I can really focus a little more on all these doctors that we have. Although we're missing one. Who's that one guy who was there for like two episodes? He went with um Yeah, it was rock climbing. Yeah. Where did he go? Dr. Quavis? Like, where is she? Like, I want to see her. I forgot she wasn't here. (laughs) Give us less pay. And this is the cry of our hearts for the resident, too. Give us less patience. Stop giving us new people and give us the people you already gave us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, just, I don't know. But, um, I don't know. You can definitely give us less, Jack. I'm really kind of over that. Yeah, I'm over Jack now. (laughs) This played out exactly like I thought it was going to this week. Yeah. I'm really mad that I, like, called it. I was like, oh, crap. This is what's going to happen. But But now I'm trying to figure out how are they going to fix this? I don't know. 
because it's not, it can't, it cannot possibly stay a for-profit hospital. Like it can't. No, no. Look how well that worked out for Chastain. It didn't. Okay. So. <laughs> they better not be preparing to end this show. No, I don't think so. That's what Chastain did. Yeah, but Dick Wolf will run his shows into the ground. Like, <laughs> I mean, look at look at SBU has like thirty seasons. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no chance. I think we're good here. Okay, good. I think. This, I mean, we need to find more shows like this that have longevity that we can plug into. Grey's Anatomy, Maureen, go watch no, Grey's you. Anatomy. I'm good. I think you'd like it. I think. Oh, I don't think I would. I think you would. <laughs> But see, I'm not. I'm not huge on like this. Is my least favorite of the Chicago shows. Oh, so you don't. You don't like the medical dramas like that. Not do. so much. No. Like I, I enjoy them if yeah. they can keep my interest. But I prefer well, things go like, watch PD, like the mysteries. Go watch Station 19 with me then. I've been don't... listening to the podcast about that, and I don't think I'd be interested in that either. <laughs> We're not highlighting the good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never on them anymore. I feel like. <laughs> You're good. But with with 2.0 and Jack, because I mean, this is, we, we see that separation from Crockett 2.0. I hope we continue to, but we see it has caused another freaking problem for, I almost called it Chastain, for med. We see another problem that's caused for med. This board meeting thing has been a nightmare where Jack is still pushing for this. And they found, so it came down to a tiebreaker. They find someone. And of course, of course, the person they found to break the tie in their favor suddenly has a brain tumor <laughs> of course he does of course he does <laughs> and the white like i get sort of the wife's idea of i don't want to do this if it means that there'll be you know par- paralysis if there's things that i know my husband won't like i can't i don't feel comfortable and will goes to song for help and this is one thing that bothered me about this is even if he was doing it to make sure that his vote counted this was the best thing for the patient. It, it it was it was going to 2.0 was providing the the care that this man needed it wasn't just like it was a optional thing that maybe or maybe no this man needed this surgery and 2.0 was the only thing that could convince his wife to give him the surgery that he needed go ahead this say what you're gonna ran, say about song go ahead this ran all over me okay i've been waiting for this topic <laughs> i know I don't, this is just, I mean, I'm adding each week reasons why they are not meant to be together. Once again, I don't care if that was the reason that Will called in this favor, because that is who Will is. He is trying to do what's best for not only the patient, but for the hospital, for Sharon. He will do whatever he, it's not like he was doing harm the patient. This actually was helpful. So it was a win-win type situation. But for her to like shame him, the way that she did don't shame him for the thing that i love most about him like i was absolutely livid at her yeah and made him actually feel bad did you see his face like he felt bad for a second afterwards like no sir don't feel bad for being the amazing loving caring second and then he went to no i did it because it was what was best for my patient I, it made me so mad. I was like, girl, I was talking to my screen. Was like, <laughs> I was like, do not, do not give my will a hard time. He has done nothing wrong here. I think he's going to start turning on her. Not like a mean way, but I think he's going to be like, all right, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Cause I mean, she was just so. I mean, I mean look I at the flip side of that though. The yeah. flip side of that is, were you willing to let this patient suffer 
so that the vote went the way you wanted because a vote putting him through to the vote meant that you were curing this man Mm -hmm. so you're you're gonna shame him for doing something that no matter what way you look at it was something Mm -hmm. this man needed and it helped this man you're gonna shame him over that because the potential was well they're not gonna make my hospital private and i'm not gonna get my gadgets now because you made me save this guy I'm sorry. You probably shouldn't be in medicine. <laughs> That's I mean, your I'm, viewpoint. I'm with her. I like. I do understand. I will say I'm with her. I do understand that. Yes, sometimes these for-profit things, like these things, do cost money and mm-hmm. money coming in. I understand that. But there's also uh, there's obviously other ways to get money. There's yeah. grants for like research and different things that can also fund all of this. And in no way should it come at the expense of a patient. Exactly. Exactly. And. I, so I didn't, I didn't get her feeling of betrayal there. I got that she felt like, because even before this, Will was telling her, I don't like this for-profit thing. I can't believe you do. Why do you like this? And that was how we got the information of, well, technology costs money. Yeah. But she was already well aware he didn't like this. And what should have concerned her more was her boss, who wants to turn this into a for-profit, was intentionally going to push ahead the vote to go that day so that this man couldn't count. Yes. That's if your boss was willing to recoup, let his, let this board member recuperate, which was the original plan that Mm -hmm. Sharon and can't remember the other board member's name again. George. George. Yes. Okay. Or are you just thinking of somebody else? It looks like a George. (laughs) And I don't know if that's actually true or not, but actually I think it is after I said it out loud. I think it is. I, I think you're right. But I think that her and George, they were just, or at least Sharon was just kind of assuming, well, He's incapacitated. He's a board member. He gets a vote. So obviously we're pushing back the vote until he can recuperate. Mm-hmm. And George had to go to her saying, I'm sorry, Jack is pushing for it to go ahead now. That should be more of a red flag to you than anything else. How are you not shaming okay. Jack Dayton for this? And then, she didn't care. She's, no. getting her, she's getting her technology. Exactly. And even after that, Jack Dayton went in the room and said, hey, you know, you don't have to vote on this. Yeah. you're like the devil in disguise yeah what are you doing yeah and it's just cruel and of course of course of course this man was so wild by 2.0 that he changed his vote in favor of jack as soon as, they all did, this. as soon as like he got sick i was thinking oh, oh. god 2.0 is gonna save his life and he's gonna be grateful for it I, that honestly that did not even cross my mind i just it, thought that there was gonna be someone else who they didn't fair fair it out who was gonna vote yes Nope, I, I knew. I just knew. I was like, this is not going to go in their favor, even though they're trying so hard. And we're even in this, we see Maggie went to a headhunter because she doesn't like the way the hospitals. And Sharon said, I guarantee you, it will not be privatized. And it just got put up for for profit. So Maggie, we have to wonder if we're losing her character. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense because the actress is dealing with a cancer battle in her real life with ovarian cancer. So, I mean, she has not really taken a leave. Yeah. Of course, the writer's strike may afford her a leave, so maybe she won't have to leave by the time the writer's strike is done. But she she does need a she needs to recover and recuperate. Yeah. And, I mean, chemo is a hard, hard, hard thing. Yeah. So I was a little sad by that. I, I was actually a little nervous when she came and dressed up and it was they were talking about doing the right thing or hiding things. Like, oh, did she just cheat on Ben after all of that freaking work? <laughs> Oh, I that was like, there's no way. There's no way. 
I did wonder. I was like, well, who gets that dressed up to go have their license renewed? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I, I make my face look nice, but the rest of me looks exactly like it always does. I usually forget <laughs> until like the last minute. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. And then I, I just look like a, I don't know. I look like a, a frazzled mom on my driver's license photo all the time. But next week we get to see more of Archer, but it's really, truly not in a fun way. I don't understand what's happening in this preview oh. fully. Like, like, what is he, like, he's, he finds something in... Yeah. Like, but what's he find? Did they show us or did I miss it? Like, oh, they did show us. And I looked away. What did they find then? Um, read the description because I don't want to say it. Oh, like, what is it then? I don't know. But it moves on its own. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I, don't, I don't do well. This is why I don't like medical shows so much. I don't do well with this. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to read to everyone what you said so they can know what we're. Okay. It says super gross. White thing comes out of guy's stomach and retreats back. Dean screams. That's basically what the preview did show. Like, but then I wrote preview ends. Gross. <laughs> Wonder what it could be. I watched a lot of medical shows and I can't imagine what it could be. Unless it's like some big kind of like terror or something. Yeah. Of some. Oh no, I can't. I can't <laughs> spend time on this review. I can't. <laughs> I'm trying, but I just. Ooh. <laughs> so that'll but i love how that's that will probably be the tiniest amount of the next episode because obviously we've got to deal with like this turning for profit have you noticed that every single one of meds previews shows the smallest bit from what's going to happen in the show i think fire does it too like most of these like you can't go by anything the chicago previews show you because it's going to be the tiniest pd usually gives you a good insight mm -hmm. into what's happening the other two do not it's like the smallest little thing that's going to happen in the episode well, I think with men, it's worse because there's 1,800 yeah. patients in every episode. So you get one patient like, oh, okay, we're going to spend a millisecond on this. And this, okay, we got all these other people we got to focus on. Yep. Thank God. Thank God. This is the one time <laughs> I appreciate that men is going to do that. If this is the one episode where they just solely focus on this patient, I'm going to be so mad. Watch. It I'm going to be so fun. mad. <laughs> it was Rewatch it. It's super disgusting. Yeah, because I must have looked away because I was thinking, because I heard him scream and I heard him say, like, what is that? But I was like, wait, I missed it. Like, he actually went, whoa, and jumped back. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then said, where did it go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where did it go? Gross. <laughs> what every person wants to know, a doctor has said, well, they're performing surgery on them with their stomach open. <laughs> I have to say one more thing about it. It's, it's seriously so gross. <laughs> but the guy, uh, Dean said, we can see there's a hole in your stomach. I'm like, from what? And then he's in there and this thing pops out. So this thing is cre it's like going through his organs. Now I want to see it again. Oh. Is it like a little snake like poking? Oh, no. Or... <laughs> no. <laughs> like, please don't make me visualize it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I had the promo links. So go, oh gosh, it's so gross. It's so bad. <laughs> All right. So that is next week. That's what you got coming up for you. If you are still confused what we're talking about, just go look at the preview because there's no way that you need more information from us on what that preview contained. That would be insane. But you can join us over in our Chicago group on our Facebook page. It's Chicago, Chicago, one Chicago, Chicago family fan club. You can join us over there. We've got spoiler bands up for the first 36 hours after Wednesdays, essentially. So what is a Friday at nine, Friday at 10? 
something like that somewhere Friday, in the general Friday area. morning yeah, yeah somewhere it's when we remember but you can go over there chat with us about the show let us know who you want us to reach out to who you want us to get on there know that we won't be having many if any at all chicago interviews until at the very very least august or september but we are trying to get those for you so there's hope for that we're hoping that the writer's strike doesn't go on too long that the union can agree on a on their increase that they do need i mean everybody deserves raises so and they work hard so we're hoping that that comes to a speedy resolution so we can get our shows back by maybe january maybe <laughs> unless i think unless the writer's strike is like solved this week there's no way we're getting them before january because they'll spend the whole summer fighting this out i think Probably. most likely because no one wants to pay them more and they deserve more and they aren't going to take less than what they deserve, which is right. Just having flashbacks to the former writer strike that all the shows were crap, dear. And so, you know. And what I kept thinking is during that last writer strike, it was Friday Night Lights. We got Santiago on Friday Night Lights. And then they returned after writer strike. He was like, where? One of the most Santiago interesting go? characters that was added other than like, yeah. And then he was just, Meh. just gone. Nope. <laughs> So you can go out and join us over there. We're always doing, well, not always. We we try to do fun things. We try to interact. We try to, but we have a lot of groups, a lot of Facebook groups. So we love to hear what you have to say about the shows, what you have to say about our podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to our podcast. The more you subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or on any other place that you listen to us on, the more we can get you content like good interviews and and prizes, things like that. We have big plans for what we want to give you as fans to fans. And a lot of that depends on whether or not we can get more listeners. So don't forget to subscribe and share it with your family and friends. And we will see you on Sunday night, I believe. So next week, we will see you next week for the semifinales for 911 OG and 911 Lone Star. That episode will come out for you on Sunday night next week and then our gray's anatomy station 19 semifinale will be out next wednesday and of course you've got chicago episodes on tuesday from now until the end of may and then those are the finales we've got three more chicago's we've got two more gray's anatomies we got i think three more station 19s same with 911 so we have more fun stuff coming up for you so don't forget about that and on that note we'll see you in a week bye guys bye Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fan and Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, familyfanclub2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.